Hello and welcome to episode 139 of Laps Gamer Radio. I'm your host, Mark Hamer, and joining us tonight, uh, a new, well, kind of new, you've been on an episode before, but new-ish voice, Louis, what do I call you, Louis Knight or Louis Kong? What do you prefer? Either or, you can call me or you if you want, I'll answer to pretty much anything. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna call you Louis Kong so I can just slide in the Kong chant from King Kong. Cool. Um, yeah. Hello. Uh, Louis jumped on board with this because uh, he likes podcasting, and uh, we like people who like podcasting, and we've got similar tastes in music, and we both like Destiny. So we're going to talk a lot about Destiny tonight. So sorry about that. Um, but first of all, um, Apple Arcade. Oh, thing. So good. Such a good thing. It's really good. Um, so yeah, Apple Arcade for anyone who doesn't know is like, um, it's a, it's like Game Pass, um, Netflix for games. Yeah. Netflix for games, but on your phone, uh, it's $4.99 a month. Uh, and there's a massive selection of games that you can play across, uh, iPhones, um, iPod touch, I guess maybe, yeah. um, iPads. Pre- Apple pretty TV. Much every, yeah, yeah, it's Mac. pretty much every um, Apple device. So like you said, uh, Apple TV, uh, some of the newer, well, a lot of the, the newer um, iPads mm-hmm. with, um, I think it's iPad OS on it, although it's, I don't think it's out yet. I think it's out on the 13th, I seem to remember. Um I might have just made that up, though. Um, oh no, no, I've got it. Um, I've got uh, iOS thirteen on my iPad already. Oh but right, okay. It, don't, it depends on how old your iPad is. Yeah. Like mine's a twenty eighteen model. Oh right, okay. Uh, so I've got that, um, and then it's coming to to Macs when um, Mac OS Catalina rolls mm-hmm. out um, sometime in the next few days. Oh right, okay. Um, so I'll be able to play some of those games on uh, on my MacBook, yep. um, which probably be preferable because it's got a bigger screen than than uh, my ipad um but yeah it's kind of been it's kind of like been a massive mm-hmm. revelation like um mobile phone games are for well like there's been a lot of gems um hidden hidden amongst them uh i've got quite a few of them already on my ipad uh, and my iphone but uh, the problem is like everyone decided to go down that free to play um model with really horrific mm-hmm. economies um that meant that if you weren't putting like quite a lot of real money into the game then you were being quite badly hampered or you would have to like you could play it for a bit and then weren't able to play the game for however many hours or whatever yeah. lots of bullshit like that um so this is a way of being able to play like a curated selection uh, quite a large curated selection of uh, mobile games, quite a few of which are what Apple are calling exclusive, but what they call exclusive means isn't on Android, because uh, a lot of those games that they're calling yeah. Apple exclusives are also on Switch, uh, certainly so coming to PC and other consoles as well. Um, but importantly for Apple, they're not on Android, so <laughs> um, which is, yeah, whatever. Uh, it do- doesn't really... I mean, it doesn't really bother me because I've already, I've got an iPhone anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the the big things for me, because obviously this came out with the release of iOS thirteen for um, for iPhone. Yeah. But the other big thing off the back of that was um, controller support. 
So yeah, my, which is massive. Yeah, so my Xbox One controller now just connects straight to my my phone. Um, yeah, and I'm pretty pretty sure it's the same with DualShock Four controllers as well. Yep, DualShock Four. And I uh, so, sorry, did you say an Xbox? You're using Xbox One controller. Yeah. Right. Um. Okay. I was always under the impression Xbox One controllers connected through direct Wi-Fi. No. I, I'm sure that's what what they said when they first launched Xbox One. It's like the controllers connect through direct Wi-Fi instead of Bluetooth. I, um, I think... But th- I don't know why I've been under that impression, but it's, it's neither here nor no, there, really. No, um, I know they may have done with the original controllers, but I know that the original Xbox One controllers had quite a lot of issues, um, connection issues and battery oh, okay. issues. Um, so right, right. the Xbox One S controller, which is what I'm using... Um, mm-hmm. they have like, I think they, when they released them, they put in like an updated Bluetooth chip, which has got a right. better connection or ha- holds a more stable connection. So, um, yeah. And it works absolutely mm. f- fantastically on the, um, on a lot of the Apple Arcade games. Yeah, um, so I've uh, got mine... Um, I don't, I've already got... like I had a Bluetooth um, controller with like one of those little mounts to grip your phone mm-hmm. in. Yeah, that's what I've got. Before I had my iPhone, back when I used to have a Samsung Galaxy, and I got it for... I got it main actually for playing um, Gear VR games. Mm-hmm. Uh, that does not work with iOS, so that controller is useless to me. Uh, but they, um, yeah, DualShock 4 works like it's really easy to connect um it's really easy to disconnect and turn off the controller uh and yeah it just works great uh all i've got to do is get one of those little clip-on mounts so i can just put my phone mount my phone onto the top of the controller that's what i've got Um, for my so i i think i might have mentioned it maybe i've mentioned it on another podcast but I, i started using a system called shadow um a couple of years ago a couple of years ago a couple of months ago should i say which is like uh an online, uh, sorry, a virtual machine, which is a, a gaming PC. That's kind of by the by. But I bought a clip for my Xbox pad um, to hold my phone so I could use it as a portable um, kind of gaming PC and so I can play Minecraft, iOS Minecraft um, with mm-hmm. little to no uh, kind of restrictions. So. Um, yeah, and that again, that works brilliantly with my um, with my iPhone and the Xbox One controller. Yeah, although it is quite difficult to not do the yeah. the whole, uh, particularly with like, well, one of the games which I'm sure we'll talk about in more depth, uh, Sonic Racing. Uh, it's quite difficult to not uh, turn with the with the controller, turn my entire body with the controller. Oh, I did that with karting games anyway. As with yeah. a lot of racing games. So. Um, that's one I, I haven't actually delved into yet because I uh, I downloaded it and saw that it was like forcing me into portrait mode and didn't know that you had to go into the settings and change it into landscape mode in the settings. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just one of those ones where it's going to be mm-hmm. stuck in portrait mode. And I was like, I got... Uh, having like tried to play and immediately bounced off the Mario Kart mobile game, I was like, oh, I've got no time for this. And so uninstalled it. Uh, yeah. But I will... Now I know that I can play with a controller in landscape mode, I'll probably go back into it and check it out. But yeah, um, 
massive selection of of games. I mean, there were certain ones that I jumped on to immediately and have put quite a lot of time into. Um, Choo Choo mm. Rocket Universe, which is the like a new version of uh, Choo Choo Rocket, which was back on. I played it on Dreamcast, but I think it was also on Game Boy Advance and. Um, don't know if any other um, platforms, but it's just a really, really nice uh, puzzle game. Uh, you've got to guide some little mice to rocket ships uh, using arrows to direct their their their, their direction, um, and you have a certain number um, in certain directions that you have to use in each level, and you get uh-huh. there'll be like you know one, two, or three stars, one for completing it, one for using so many stars, and one for a, th- a third one for using even less stars, uh, stars, um, arrows. Um, yeah, and that's that's a really really good puzzle. So like because I'd played Choo Choo Rocket back on Dream, because I was like, oh, I'll jump back on that, uh, and it it works really really well on uh, on phone and on um, on uh, on tablet. Um, Mini Motorways, I played a little bit of because I uh, I was a massive fan of Mini Metro. I've got that on like three platforms and I played a shit ton of, of Mini Metro. Absolutely love it. Mini Motorways is exactly the same concept, but you're building roads, road networks between buildings that pop up instead of building um, train lines between stations that pop up. Yeah. Uh, and I don't like it. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't dislike it. It's fine. But it's just not Mini Metro. Uh, okay, so I didn't bother. I never played Mini Metro. Uh, that was completely new to me. Um, but Mini Motorways is my crack. I will spend an evening in front of the Xbox playing Destiny or whatever. Um, and then I'll go, right, oh, God, look at the time. It's one o'clock. I should probably go to bed. I've got to get up for work in the morning. And then yeah, uh, I'll go to bed and lay in bed and play mini motorways for an hour, two hours, however long, um, and just get myself into such a frustrated state um, because whilst the game is very soothing and relaxing, it is also the most stressful time you will ever have playing a game. Um, Yeah, I love it and I hate it at the same time. It seems a little bit more fiddly than Mini Metro's. Like Mini Metro's were uh, Mini Motorways introduces things like having to build motorways and yeah. uh, and like dragging um, traffic lights on to certain junctions and things like that. Mini Metro's was 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 a lot more simple. You'd have a map of an overview of a city. Stations would pop up, mm-hmm. and you would connect the lines, and that was it. Um, occasionally you would need to turn one of the stations into an upgraded version because it was a cross point between several lines and it was it was more busy. Um, you would have a certain number of tunnels that you could use to cross rivers yeah. or bridges to cross rivers, and that was about it. Mini motorways has introduced more elements, um, which you know in itself wouldn't be a bad thing, but it just feel like trying like uh, trying to say upgrade one of your roads to a motorway. Uh, yeah, feels incredibly. I, I must fiddly. admit the the controls are a bit awkward, particularly if, like me, you have um, a packet of Richmond sausages uh, for fingers. Um, so mm-hmm. more often than not, I'm trying to like angle my arm in an unnatural position just so I can see underneath my fingertip. Um, I must admit it is a little bit easier with a controller because you've got that. Um, 
you've got more control uh, without your ham hands in the way or my ham hands in the way so you can see all of the screen at the, to at the same time but uh, again it's a lot slower because you can't yeah. literally just drag your finger across the screen so yeah i think that's one i'm going to wait until um, mac os catalina launches and i can put it uh, install it on my macbook and play with the mouse yeah i think that's going to be the one I'll, I'll wait for that um because trying to play it, even on on my ipad um it's just been a little bit fiddly. Um, another game which is not at all fiddly has been an absolute pleasure to play. I, I don't want to know how many hours I've put into it already. Is Grindstone. Mm -hmm. um, it's a new game from Cappy Games yep. who made some really excellent games uh, and, then made, and then they brought out a game called Below which was in development for like five... Well, no... God knows how long it was in development. We were waiting. Xbox, like, it was one of the games that was announced alongside the launch of the Xbox One, and then we got it last year. Um, and it wasn't very good. Uh, but, yeah, Grindstone is amazing. It's a kind of... Well, it presents itself as, like, a Connect 3 sort of mm -hmm. game, but you're not doing that. Like, you'll, you're, you're like, a, you control a barbarian who'll be, on like, a, on a, yeah. like, a grid... Um, of like different colored enemies and instead of like connecting the three you're like carving your way through the enemies like by connecting mm -hmm. up lines and the longer the lines the bigger the chain and then you'll get these gems that will drop that will allow you to carve your way through a particular color of enemies then hit that gem and then continue your combination through a different color of enemy and then it introduces different enemy types that have to you have to get a run up to be able to do damage to them or enemies that you have to do, that you have to do that to but then it doesn't quite kill them and you have to go uh, you have to come back at them again mm -hmm. a second time to finish them off completely um it's uh, right okay uh, here's something i haven't been able to find an answer to the art style yeah what does that remind you of Oh gosh, because um, it's it's reminding me of a cartoon, and I don't know what it is. Like it's kind of Rick and Morty, yeah. and I know that that'll put some people off. I guess it's uh, so a lot of people don't like Rick and Morty, but um, oh gosh, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of like Rick and Morty, kind of a bit adventure timey. Yeah, um, it's it's got a very familiar art style, but I can't quite put my finger on where it's from. Yeah, um, but yeah, that game is addictive, like, very dangerously addictive. Uh, I've been up until like two o'clock in the morning <laughs> on a work on a work night when I've got to be up at like seven um, playing that game. It's it's real good, but it gets it gets incredibly hard like i worked i got i breezed through the entire first set of um of levels first boss no problem whatsoever then you get onto the second board of levels and um, it starts introducing some quite complicated mechanics yeah. um and it's gotten real hard real quick <laughs> to the point that i'm stuck I, now i haven't played a huge amount of it so i think i'm only so i probably only about maybe 10 levels in um, just because I sort of got mm -hmm. stuck and then I decided that I wanted to go back to play mini motorways. Um, but <laughs> yeah, it's very, very satisfying, um, particularly when I realized that you can use 
gems to chain two different colors together and yeah it it's it's very good um very very good um yeah it's 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 one that like well if you've got apple arcade then i'd say absolutely down that one give it a go because it's just mm-hmm. it's just one that you can play a board while you're you know having a shit or whatever yeah or um absolutely the, or if you're on the bus um another one i've been playing quite a lot of is painty mob uh, which is, I don't know what it is. I, I I still can't quite work out what it is. You control a little character that runs around a little area with lots of other color, car- colorful characters, and you tap on the screen to explode and ink things that makes all the other characters upset, and then they'll chase you around, and you've got to continue running around, picking up ink, and then and then squirting it everywhere. Yeah, it's kind of... ink everything, and then... but. But don't get touched by the other people that you've inked and have pissed off. Yeah, so it's kind of like I don't know. It sort of reminds me of um, Splatoon. I, I don't really understand yeah. the concept of Splatoon because I've not played it in any great depth. But it just has the sort of like you have to get paint everywhere to win. So yeah, yeah, that's that's basically it. Yeah, um, but as you're as you're in like squirting paint everywhere, you're upsetting the people who were on the board, and they'll start chasing you around and if one of them touches you then it's game over uh and so you just keep doing that and working way through the levels until you finally die and then start over again um and it's just really colorful and like it's, yeah. it's ridiculous like uh, if you haven't uh, haven't seen it before just go on youtube and look for some some footage of it it's called painty mob all one word and um yeah, it's nuts. I don't know what it is though. Um, and that one, that, that works. One works fine on a, like a phone screen uh, with like your on on screen stick, mm-hmm. um, but it works great with an actual control as well. And that's my my preferred way to play it is uh, on the DualShock. Okay, I'll have to get because uh, I've only played it on the uh, with the on screen controls, so I'll have to give it a try with the um, with the controller. It, yeah, you'll last a bit longer that way because you've got more precise control over it. I've never liked on-screen thumbsticks. No. Um, and they never feel particularly precise. Uh, what else have I been playing on there? Um, oh, yeah. I uh, played a bunch of a game called Dear Reader. Yeah. Uh, which is you work your way through some classic books. Uh, and I saw three of them on there so far. There's one that's like a collection of poems. There's Pride and Prejudice and there's... Um, Alice mm-hmm. in Wonderland, and you work your way through the chapters in this book, and like uh, each page will be like a page from the book, but with words swapped around or words missing, and you have like a jumble of words at the bottom, and you have to fill in the blanks or swap the words around to make sure everything's mm-hmm. in the right order, and then you move on. That's as simple as it is. The only thing that was remarkable about that is that I've never read Pride and Prejudice before, okay. uh, and I got several chapters through. Uh, Pride and Prejudice in Dear Reader, and I, I hate it. <laughs> I don't know why anyone enjoys that book. Like every every character, I know it was written a long time ago, and like things were different, but every character in that book is just incredibly objectionable. Like, why did anyone find Mister Darcy like attractive? The guy's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I've given up on on uh, that book, and I'm going to plow through Alice in Wonderland because at least that's kind of enjoyable. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's that's an interesting little game. Um What the Golf, have you played? What that? the Golf, yes. Ah, so I played What the Golf at um where did I play it at? I think it was Rezzed back in yep. March. Yeah. Um or it might have been uh EGX proper last year. I can't remember, but I, I, I played it on PC. Yeah. Um 
a while ago, I was like, this game's nuts. I, I will absolutely play that when it comes out. And thinking like, oh, you know, it'll come out on Switch or something like that. I'll give it a go. But no, it's, it's the perfect phone game. Mm-hmm. Well, so I played this at... Um I kind of I disregarded it at first, and then one of the guys that I was at uh, EGX with last year said, like, oh, you need to give this a try. It's really good. So I did, mm. and I was just like, okay, yeah, I shouldn't have slept on this. This is amazing. Um, it's one of those games that really catches you off guard because it goes in a totally different direction to kind of what you were expecting. Um, and then, yeah, we were saying, like, at the time we were saying, oh, this is this would be a really good handheld game, so like the Switch or um, the or, or like a mobile game. And then I've been kind of keeping an eye on it on Steam just to see when it's due to be released. Um, I've been trying to play some of the betas on the P uh, the, that they've been releasing on their Discord. Um, mm. And then I thought, oh, do you know what? I'll give Apple Arcade a go, just see what it's like. Try out the month's trial <clears throat> and then what the golf was the first game that popped up and i was just like holy shit i slaps on that okay well time to give this this bad boy a go um and then plow through a load of levels on that yeah it's excellent yeah it's kind of a nuts game so it's like you start off and it looks like just like a you know arcadey golf game like you you play you've got mm-hmm. a golf dude and you hit the ball into the hole and it does that for a couple of levels and then you you come to a level and you go to do the same thing and then it's not the ball that moves it's the actual golfer yeah and you're hitting him into the into the and then sometimes it's the hole that moves sometimes it's the hole that moves sometimes it's like it keeps on changing things up so like um all of a sudden like you're loading to 11 it's like now you're moving a football and you've got to get the football in the goal yeah or sometimes it's the goal that you're 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 hitting, and you're playing golf with a set of goalposts. Um, or you're in space. Or you're in space. Or sometimes you're not playing golf at all. You're playing Flappy Bird, but it's a golf ball instead. <laughs> um, like yep. every every like it just keeps on completely reinventing what sort of game it is, but at the same time still being fundamentally the same game. Yeah, the controls it, are, are basically the same. Yeah, but the the way that the game plays with the same controls varies drastically. Yeah, and and the what you're doing in the levels and the way that the yeah, it just every time you think, all right, that's it, like it can't get any more craziness. It just takes it one step further. Mm-hmm. And I, I've played a good couple of hours of it, and it hasn't run out of no. ideas yet. And I'm nowhere near the end, as far as I understand. And there are um, there's a lot of a lot of inventiveness. Yeah, and in there. there are still levels from. Uh, the PC release that I haven't encountered in the game yet, which will be interesting. So. Yeah. Um, what else have I played? Um, oh, well, those are the ones I've really put any time into, apart from another one we'll talk about in a minute. Um, um, but I've got a bunch downloaded to that I want to play. Yeah. Sayonara Wild Hearts. I've heard nothing but good things about that. One's also out on Switch as well. Yeah. I want to sit with a good pair of headphones on um on my ipad and play through that at some point uh, i've got overland um yeah i've i tried a tried a little bit of overland um because it kind of seems like it would be my my thing um but i haven't played too much of it yet um, so i understand from that it's like it's like a turn-based survival game yeah kind of like um it plays a bit like 
from what I've played, it plays a bit like uh, XCOM. So it's right. that top-down survival turn-based sort of. Yeah, that's pretty good. Okay. Um, I've got Shin Sakai, which is uh, like a full-on game by Capcom. Okay. Like, of all people. Um, not, not heard that. It's like a it's an underwater exploration mm-hmm. game. Um, Shin Sakai Into the Depths. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was one by that's by Capcom. Um, I could be wrong. Uh, I haven't actually. I, I saw some videos of it. I thought like Giant Bomb did a live stream a few days ago um, of mm-hmm. arcade games, and uh, I watched that, and it was one of the one of the games that I spotted. Um, yeah, it is Capcom. One of the games I spotted on there that I wanted to check out. Yeah. Um, there's a few others that they played on there that look good as well, uh, which is, one of them is um, Skate City, which is That's, basically I've, Ollie Ollie. Yeah, I've I've played quite a lot of Skate City, um, and that's very good. The controls are a bit fiddly. Um, again, I don't know if it's got... I don't think it has controller support, but I haven't tried... Oh, it does. Oh, it does. Okay, excellent. Yeah, it does have controller support. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that um, will probably improve the game drastically then. I'm hmm. um, just like looking through some of the, like the new arrivals that have that gone on 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 the Apple Arcade store at the moment, and there's like this some of them are, like full on like action packed games that are probably going to be ones that you will want to play on a controller, like Hot Lava, mm-hmm. which is a first person platforming game. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, it's like the floor is lava sort of thing, and that that looks kind of nuts. Uh, Cat Quest Two, which is like a cutesy hand drawn um, action RPG where everyone is cats. Cool. So that's great. Cool. Uh, Ocean Horn Two. I saw um, a little bit of that. That is basically a Breath of the Wild ripoff, but on your phone. Yeah, I'm into so, that. You know. Um, yeah, Sonic Racing. We've mentioned before. Like it's a full on karting game. Um, and it looks like an infinitely preferable uh, alternative to that bullshit free-to-play <laughs> uh, Mario Kart game that's on phones at the moment. That mm-hmm. is awful. Um, um, one thing I will say about Mario Kart is... Not Mario Kart, sorry. Sega uh, Sonic. Sonic Racing, rather. Mm-hmm. Is, um, like you mentioned briefly at the start, um, so I don't know why they made this de- decision, but the game automatically plays in portrait mode when you start it, yeah. which seems ludicrous to me um Mm -hmm. and the on-screen controls are utter rubbish so play it with a controller because it when you've got it in landscape with a controller it is infinitely better yeah um yeah there you go little little helpful tip for you yeah i'm absolutely gonna give that a, a, a good crack um yeah, the only other game I've really played. Oh, I, play, um, I played a couple more on my iPad that I can't. There was there was one. I think it's called Tint. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a color, like a watercolor based puzzle game. Okay. Um, that one was quite interesting. The only other one I played uh, that I that I wanted to play a little bit more of until earlier today um, was Assemble, which yeah. By the new a new game by the the people behind Monument Valley and uh, they made a, a bunch of well regarded games um, and it's a sort of narrative game about a girl who fixes things for a living and then you'll have like a bit of storyline and then you'll start fixing mm-hmm. something 
um and it's really really tactile and it's like the like the, the first level where you're fixing the girl's tape recorder and you've got to like take the tape put the pencil in it to like wind the the tape back into it like turn it over use the screwdriver to unscrew the battery case lift the battery case off take the old batteries out put the new batteries in screw the battery mm-hmm. cover back on and everything it's like really tactile and really good and i was really looking forward to playing some more of that and then the news broke that um the uh one of the developers there had been fired because he because of his involvement in organized labor that was it so uh yeah so it, it was the the chair of game workers unite uk yeah um was apparently targeted for union organization uh union organizing and fired by their employer employer us two games who were the developers of assemble with care and they also made yeah monument valley and land's end uh which is a game i played on gear vr um mm-hmm. now us two games have come out with a statement um the, so the person in question was a gentleman called austin kelmore and their statement says, Austin Kelmore will be leaving us two games in the near future for reasons unconnected to his membership of a trade union or his undertaking trade union activities. We have other employees who are members of trade unions and we respect the right of our employees to unionize. There are inaccuracies and omissions in what has been stated by IWGB, which are misleading. However, to respect our employees' privacy, it is not appropriate for us to comment further on this matter. Us2 Games has been and will continue to be committed to diversity and inclusivity. We work hard to build a supportive work environment for all our employees. And there's a lot of comments underneath that tweet from people bringing forth more information that cast a shade over Us2 Games' yeah. statement. One of them in particular is from an article in The Guardian um, with a, an an excerpt that says, uh, internal email show executives complained that Kelmore was, uh, quote quote marks, um, spending too much time on diversity programs and always putting leadership figures on the spot. Hmm. That's what a union representative is supposed to do. I was going to say, yeah, that's pretty <laughs> much what a union rep does. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a real shame because I was enjoying that game and I... I don't. I, I want to carry on playing it because, I, like, if I had bought it, if I'd already bought the game, it's like, well, you know, screw. I've already given yeah. the money. Um, but I've I've heard differing um, reports on how developers are paid through having their games on Apple, uh, Apple Arcade, and one of the methods I've, uh, that I understood understand may be the case is that they uh, developers are paid based on engagement with their. Mm-hmm games i don't know if that's true or not but that means that the the developers will be getting more money the more people play yeah. their game and so i don't know whether i'll feel comfortable continuing it's it's to... a tricky situation because ultimately a lot of the people that work for us two games aren't the ones that make make the the decision um yeah so it almost feels like they are then being punished for their bosses, um, their bosses' misdemeanors. Yeah. Um, I have seen other people leaving um, negative reviews on um, Assemble uh, on the App Store, but again, you're then criticizing mm-hmm. the work of people who aren't aren't the ones that are in charge basically 
Yeah. It was the same situation, uh, I guess, when um, lots of people were saying they were going to be boycotting um, mm-hmm. Borderlands uh, 3 um, for a number of reasons, partly the, the shitty behavior of Take-Two, uh, but also yeah. the shitty behavior of Randy Pitchford, um, yeah. ongoing shitty behavior of Randy Pitchford. Uh, that continues even past the release of Borderlands 3. But at the same time, it's like, well, there are a lot of people who have worked very hard on that game and even a boycott it, then it kind of sucks for them. So, yeah, it's it's a tough situation. It's not like, it's not like you know, boycotting a... If it was like a... If it was a game made by one person yeah, and that person was a shitheel, then, you know... Yeah. I must admit, I... I haven't bothered with Borderlands 3. One, because I think it's probably going to be more of the same. And to, I mean, I was quite excited excited about its release. And then I started looking into a lot of the stuff of uh, behind Randy Pitchford and whatever. Um, and that just kind of, yeah, that left a bit of a bad taste in my mouth. So, yeah. Uh, Randy Pitchford is the worst. Uh, that's not the reason that I haven't played it. The reason I haven't played it is that it's seen is because it seems like it's mm-hmm. more of the same. And having tried to recently go back to Borderlands Two and realizing that I just did not like it, uh, I did when it came out like seven, eight years ago. But having played playing it now, it's like no, this is not not my thing. And also the writing seems yeah. not good, um, especially the humor. So, um, I mean, that's one that I'll play like way down the line when it's um, when it's cheap, um, or ultimately goes on Games with Gold or yeah. PlayStation Network, or yeah, or Game Pass or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah, um, we're yeah, we sort of digressed a little bit, but yeah, I mean, I'm I I had seen Assemble, um, and then yeah, I'm, but I don't think I'm I'm going to bother playing it now because it's just because of the the shitty behavior of us two games i know it sucks for the people who who made the game and the Mm. team that worked on it but yeah not for me i'm afraid and it is a real shame because it is it does seem like a really good game and i was really enjoying it and i don't know i i haven't decided whether or not i'll continue playing or not at the moment i don't feel like it but i haven't uninstalled it yet so yeah. we'll see but anyway yeah um apple arcade like there is a ridiculous number of games on there um none of them well like by the very nature of this of the service none of them have got any microtransactions or anything like that in there which is a breath of fresh air in the mobile phone market well in the games market full stop I'd almost forgotten what it was like to play a game without having to watch an advert. Uh, well, sorry, a mobile game without having to watch an advert or being yeah. asked to buy stuff every two minutes. Yeah, um, and I, I'd already told myself that like I'm not going to subscribe to anything new, but anything else because I'm already subscribed to you know Netflix yeah. and Amazon and Apple Music, and um, I was like, no, I don't want another one. Uh, but for four ninety nine a month, I think actually I probably mm-hmm. will because like the collection of games is really yeah. good. I I mean I was so I'm due to upgrade phones in uh, upgrade my phone in a, a few weeks, and I was considering going back to Android, and then 
I started playing Apple Arcade games and I was like, oh, actually, do you know what? I don't really want to lose access to all these amazing games. So I might stick with a, an iPhone. Um, but then Project X Cloud's due to do its thing in a couple of weeks, um, the beta of that. So I'm sort of torn whether I want to be able to play a whole host of uh, indie games on an iPhone or whether I want to be able to stream my Xbox to an Android phone. So Yeah, and uh, of course, only neither of us have got an Android device at the moment, as far as I know. No. Well, I, I, I don't. Um, but uh, and Android have also got their own version of this service called the Google Play Pass. I did not know that. Uh, that is, yeah, that launched last week okay. or early this week. Uh, I don't know. Um, it's it's the same price, but like an introductory offer of like $2 or whatever the equivalent would be in, in, uh, in Imperial credits um, for the first year. Uh, but it's, it's a kind of a weirder system. It's like it doesn't have anything new or exciting it's got lots of games that people were already own like stardew yeah. valley and and games like that nice of the old republic yeah code like you know like um like has been out on phones for a long time now already they don't appear to have anything new and it's also not just games it's also some apps as well mm-hmm. so it's a it's a i don't know it's a different slightly different service but kind of similar as well um I mean, it seems like it's something that they've thrown together at the last minute in response to Apple Arcade. Yeah. Um, because they've been concentrating a lot on Stadia, obviously, rather than the mobile phone game market. But, um, yeah, Android has got an equivalent. Ah. Um, but don't know what it's, Go- what it's quite like. Google Play Pass is currently only available in the US. Stay tuned for international availability. Uh, okay. $4 a month, uh, family members, family managers can share access with a total of six family members. Yeah. Okay. But I don't have an Android device no, anyway, so it doesn't, doesn't matter. But um, yeah. Yeah, Apple Arcade seems pretty cool. Uh, and if you've got an Apple device or like me, multiple Apple devices, then four ninety nine is not a bad price as long as they can keep up the level of quality of games yeah. that are on there. I mean, there are already enough on there to keep you busy for a little while. So, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And there will for absolutely sure. be something on there for you. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it covers all genres. Mm-hmm. Um, should we talk about Shadowkeep? Yeah, of course we can because I've, I literally, I think I've been playing it for, well. As much as I could since it came out. Let's put it that way. Yeah, likewise. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Shadowkeep, the new expansion for Destiny. Um, the first paid, like, proper expansion for a year. Um, so the uh, Forsaken um, expansion came out for Destiny uh, last September um, and completely overhauled everything about the game mm-hmm. the game destiny 2 had been quite stale for a while it came out had a great campaign and then had like zero end game apart from a raid very good raid but that was about it uh then they brought out two half-assed lackluster dlcs in curse of osiris and Warmind that were both very short very lacking in content and didn't really add anything to the end game no and then and then Forsaken came out and completely changed everything. Like, 
and then with the season, the year's worth of content that they brought out alongside it, um, season of the Drifter, um, season of the, the the Black Armory stuff, and then the season of mm-hmm. Opulence. Um, like they've just added more and more and more stuff to the point of the game where it's like it's almost overwhelming the amount of things there were to do once you yep. get the end game. Um, so uh, yeah, Shadowkeep is a new expansion. Um, it's the first piece of the first big piece of content that's also been brought out since Bungie became an independent studio since they left Activision and decided to take Destiny in the direction that they wanted to go rather than the direction that was being at least partially dictated to them by uh, a publisher. And so they're pushing the game more in a more towards a proper yeah. RPG in a way. It's more um, more of a game as a service as well. So more along the lines of like uh, WoW. Yes. So you play the base, uh, you buy the base game, and yeah. then you well, you don't, you don't, yeah, you don't even have to buy the base game. Well, you don't do but, that um, anymore, do you? No, no. So, so the entirety of um, year one of Destiny, so a uh, Destiny two, so that's the base game of Destiny, the Curse of Osiris, and the Warmind DLC uh, is all free. Um, with Destiny New Light, which is what they announced a while ago. And then recently they announced that all of the season pass content for Forsaken, so not the Forsaken campaign itself, um, not the, the Forsaken content, but everything that came out in the season pass for Forsaken was also free. Um, so all the Black Armory stuff, all the Menagerie stuff, uh, all the, the Gambits, Prime, and... Um, the um, reckoning mm-hmm. and all that stuff is all being made free as well. So there's like a huge amount of content now that that people can jump on, um, on in, on PC, Xbox, or um, PS4, and they can you know play a hell of a lot of game for free. Uh, they've completely changed up um, the way that the their content works. So you, Shadowkeep is a an expansion. But then separate from Shadowkeep is a season pass. Uh, the first season, the first piece of the season, uh, the first piece of that season pass is included with Shadowkeep. Or you get, if you bought the, the the deluxe version of it, then you get the entire year's worth of content. Um, yeah. And that comes with a battle pass sort of thing. Um, that's familiar to anyone who has played like Fortnite or... COD or uh, Apex Legends or any of those like um, I want to say free to play but COD's definitely not free to play <laughs> but you know what I mean um, those sort of games where it's like you've got two tiers of a battle pass uh, you've got a free version that gives you some rewards and you've got a paid version that gets you better rewards and the paid version is included if you have the the season pass um, they've completely changed up the way that um, that the, the armor works Um so instead of having instead of like getting a piece of armor that has like a few set perks on it, and if you wanted better perks on it, then you have to keep rolling for that, um, uh, keep running the same activities over and over again, hoping that the the ideal roll on that piece of armor would drop, and then you were set. Uh, now like the, the armor will have like stats, and then a bunch of empty slots, and then you put whatever perks you want in there. Uh, yeah. and it's the perks that you're grinding for it's those those mods um weapon mods uh yeah like the weapon mods but like 
um, for your armor sets now. I uh, so I, I jumped on. I wanted to jump on this straight away on Tuesday night when it launched. Um, dropped at six. Booted up Destiny Two. Um, got an error message. Uh, got kicked out to the main screen uh, to the t- the title screen again a few times. Kept on getting an error message. Then I was in a queue. Um, mm-hmm. Then I was loaded into the game. And I had uh, the contacting Destiny servers logo at the bottom of the screen constantly. I managed to load into the tower and do a few little bits and pieces there. And then I got booted out of the game. So I went away and had my dinner. Came back thinking maybe it'll be a little bit better now. Um, Jumped in, did the first mission. It didn't um, register that I completed the first mission. So I had to do the first mission again. Uh, And then I got kicked to the title screen again. And then Bungie said they shut the servers down. I was like, do you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go and play Titanfall instead. Um, so I didn't actually get to properly play it until Wednesday morning because I'm a big boy and I book time off work to play video games. Uh, so I've been <laughs> off for the last couple of days. Um, I have played all of the main campaign, kind of, of, of Shadowkeep because it's the same as like Forsaken. Um, there's a bunch of campaign and then it ends on a kind of like a huh that was the ending okay but but it's not the ending because stuff is going to happen in the raid that will then affect what happens afterwards right okay now the only reason i think this is because and i'm trying not to give any yeah i haven't any i haven't finished away. the campaign yet so right and there's also people uh, who my listeners who haven't played any yeah. of it yet there is a character in the final cutscene at the end of the last mission who who says some stuff to you and emphasizes the word salvation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the only reason I think that's important is because the raid is called the Garden of Salvation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if it's anything like what happened in Forsaken, Forsaken had like a campaign that ended on a very sort of like, oh, okay, that was the end. But then... The raid happened, and then everyone who logged onto Destiny after the raid had been beaten got got given yeah. a cutscene that, that explained what had happened in the raid, and then how that had affected the world, and then the game changed yeah. for everyone following the end of that. Uh, so I think that once the raid's been beaten, at some point this uh, you know it'll, it'll happen at some point this weekend. Um, it goes live on Saturday, yeah. six, six o'clock on Saturday. Yeah, so by the time you've heard this, by, by the time you hear this podcast, it will already have been beaten and, and all this will be moot. But um, yeah, so the game is, is, so I'm not finished, finished, but yeah, I, I've really enjoyed the, the story, uh, what little there is in the, I don't know, four hours worth of uh, of campaign there is in Shadowkeep so far. But the, the campaign's not really what you come to this for. I mean, I come to it for the story because I'm a fucking nerd. But <laughs> what you come to is for, like, the end game stuff. Uh, and, yeah, it's, it's completely uh, like Forsaken did before it. Um, it's added in a whole bunch of new activities... To do it in the end game that don't that you can play on your own or can play with a small fire team and you don't have to like yeah. try and get together six people and who've got like four or five hours to spare to smash your head against a raid straight away. Obviously, the raid's going to be the, like the big end game thing that I will do at some point. Um, 
but there's a dungeon coming, um, mm-hmm. which is basically like a raid, but for three people, uh, which is a lot more manageable for people who don't have the time to spare or, or you know, enough people to gather together for a raid. Um, the new environment is, well, it's not new, it's the moon, yeah. um, with some extra bits on. Now, I, I, did you play much of Destiny 1? Yeah, I don't think I ever finished it. I don't think I finished the campaign. Um, okay. So, like, everyone getting a bee in their bonnet about Crota and this, that, and the other. And I'm like, cool, I have literally no idea what you're talking about. But sounds good. Yeah, the moon was the like the second location you go to in vanilla Destiny 1. Uh, and then it came back in the first expansion for Destiny 1. Uh, and then there were some other bits and pieces that popped up in a couple of the other expansions for Destiny 1. But then it hasn't been in Destiny two at all yeah. it hasn't been a location to go to so it's been like a good few years since we've been to the moon at all uh and it's what they've done is they've it's a lot of people complain about this before and it's like oh they're just recycling old content like old um old areas, assets and like, yeah and it's like kind of but not really um yeah. because they've completely like the the moon is not how you remember it no, from destiny one like stuff has not. changed and there's this giant, massive fortress in the middle of it um, that looks like something out of Mordor. Um, in fact, the only bit that looks a little bit similar is... Oh, gosh, I can't remember what it's called now. Oh, there's a few places like uh, Archer's Line and the Anchor of Light, and uh, this is going to mean nothing to anybody <laughs> uh, <laughs> play Destiny, but like place like that and, and the Hellmouth and the Summoning yeah. Pits and stuff like that are kind of... Well, they're, they're, they're quite familiar, yeah. but they're, even those places have changed in a way because there is something under the surface of the moon which is making a mess of stuff and causing these nightmares. Um, Destiny has never, ever been a game that I would consider spooky. No. Um, bits of this DLC have, like, proper weirded me yeah. out. Yeah. The so they're not called patrols in this uh, on the moon, but it's the the ghosts of um, guardian. The yeah, well, the the, yeah. the past guardians that are in these kind of weird mm-hmm. kind of I don't know. It's it's the, the so yeah. If uh, if you know anything about the the lore of Destiny, um, so Iris Morn, who was like the character who was introduced in the first DLC of Destiny One, um, where you go off to the moon and you beat this guy called Crota, and then she came back for Taken King, where you beat Crota's daddy. Um, so in the lore, her Iris uh, was part of a thousand strong assault on the moon to get rid of Crota. And Eris was the only one who made it out alive. Um, and it left her pretty messed up. And she's being haunted by the ghosts of her old fire team. Uh, and they're, they are all over the moon. Like, on a lot of these locations, like, where you'd go and pick up, like, a yeah. a patrol, um, it'll be just like a beacon in the ground. And you'll go and select it and then you'll hear a radio message be like, hey, uh, can you go over here and kill a bunch of these enemies? Uh, on the moon, they're like these ghosts that are just screaming at you and like calling out in torment. And you go over to those and get the patrols from them. Um, 
the there's yeah there's these nightmare hunts where you are hunting down like the shadows of bosses that you have fought in the past over the last mm-hmm. five years of destiny um uh, I mean I don't want to say too much no. not getting spoilers because like, you haven't finished the, the story yet but um I mean it's 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 kind of early days uh there's a whole the the stuff that's included in the uh, the first season of uh content the the season of the oh excuse me the season of the undying is the thing mm-hmm. uh, an event called the v- uh, vex offensive um where the vex are going to start yeah. incurring into the, like making incursions into uh into the moon and you'll have to go and fight them off um that hasn't started yet because I think that's one of the things that won't happen until after somebody has beaten the raid, and then it'll go live. Um, the same as a lot of stuff that was in the Dreaming City in um, Forsaken didn't happen until someone had beaten the raid uh, in that. Um, so we'll have to probably come back and have a little bit of a chat about it once you've finished the story. And Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I don't think we need to cover it cover too much, because I'm sure that once a large majority of people have played it and um i'm sure there's a, a lot more for you and mm-hmm. i to play that um that we will cover it yeah again. i mean there's, there's there's wholesale changes to the economy uh the leveling system uh cr- the the pvp stuff has j- been changed up completely uh there's a whole bunch of stuff mm-hmm. that we'll probably need to get into in a little bit more depth but possibly have to do just like a special episode where we just talk about destiny um but yeah, uh, early impressions having played like two days worth of the new DLC is it's really good. Um, and Destiny yeah. is just going from strength to strength. And the fact that they brought in this, the, the, the new light version. So like if you've never played it before, you can just download hundreds of hours worth of content for free, uh, which is oh, wild. Yeah. Um, so get one on thing it. I, I am loving at the moment is, and I really hope that they expand this, uh, into uh, an open world area that you can explore is being able to go back and revisit the cosmodrome yeah um so yeah so the cosmodrome was the was an area from the first game it was the I, kind of starting yeah uh well, it was it was the, it was the first yeah the, the 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 opening the first area of destiny one um and it isn't in destiny 2 at all but what i i watched on uh ign did a video yeah i worth, what, like the you first, saw it as well. the first yeah. 25 minutes um, of yeah. New Light and you basically play the opening mission from... Destiny 1. Yeah, sorry if anyone does plan on going back and playing this, but um, listening to this before you go and play it. But um, yeah, so it's the opening mission of Destiny 1 and then you can do all the, the Red War, Osiris and Warmind stuff from the tower, I believe. Yeah, um, I mean, I hope that uh, that for players who do that, that it does it does something to fill in the story of what happened in Destiny yeah. One and the various expansions mm-hmm. in Destiny One, rather than expecting people to go off and watch YouTube videos to fill in the holes of the storyline themselves. Um, I mean, I wouldn't hold my breath for that because 
the game doesn't explain an awful lot. No. Like loot drops um, and perks or loot perks. So, yeah. Let's, yeah, let's... they haven't always <laughs> been the best explainer stuff. They also haven't always been the best at storytelling. So, uh, I don't know. But, yeah, there's a lot of game there for free. Um, it has made Crucible quite interesting because there's a lot of people running around in Crucible who haven't played the game before. And so, I've been getting far more kills than I should be uh, for someone of my I know, skill. I know. And I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I played I played uh, a load of Gambit matches last night for um, to unlock... Again, this is not going to mean anything to anyone. Uh, to unlock Cade's uh, Ace of Spades. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was like, get X amount of kills in the Gambit with hand cannons. And I was like, mm-hmm. yes, love it. And I was just killing people left, right, and center. And I think I was second... Uh, in my team and mm-hmm. I was like cool that means that I probably am playing with a load of new people who have never played uh, played Destiny before so yeah I'll enjoy it while I can there's going to be there's going to be a lot of them a lot of what they call kindergartens yeah. there's usually like an influx of them uh, every Christmas the same as there is on like COD um, like people who get on COD early love playing it around Christmas time because there's a bunch of new players who come in and they're rubbish. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so there's a bunch of new people running around. Um, it's kind of cool, um, but at the same time, it's also kind of annoying because like the public events, um, they each public event has a specific requirement in order to turn it heroic and you always want to turn it heroic because yeah. you get better rewards and all the new players that are running around have no idea how to do that and they keep messing it up um but you know from <laughs> that they're new they'll learn they'll learn um yeah it's it's crazy like uh destiny 2 was um on tuesday at least it was like number one on the steam charts uh it it was so I think this was either on release or the day after. It had something like 60,000 more viewers on Twitch than Fortnite. I think it was one of the top streamed game uh, games on Twitch. Yeah. Uh, I'm just just looking browsing on on um, on uh, Twitch at the moment and I mean like there's there's always the ones that like you're never going to be able to beat League of Legends, World of Warcraft, yeah, Counter Strike, GTA Five, Fortnite, FIFA, Apex Legends, and Dota. But then they're sitting sweet in tenth place is Destiny Two, mm-hmm. and it hasn't been anywhere near the top for a long time. No, but uh, people are interested in the game again, and that's good because it's it's been a great game for a long time, and it just keeps on getting better. And um. We should probably stop doing this podcast so I can go and play some more. <laughs> yeah, same. But uh, yeah, uh, if you haven't played it, get the, the free version downloaded, give it a try. You'll fall in love with it and then you can buy the other expansion. Then you can come along and, and play with all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. Destiny. Great. Apple Arcade. It's great. I did play some other games as well, but we've been talking for too long and I have to talk about those on another episode. Yeah. Um, I haven't. Yeah. So. No, no, I won't be playing anything else for the foreseeable future. Uh, so, um, yeah, as always, um, 
head over to the uh, Laps Gamer Radio YouTube channel. Uh, you can watch some highlights there of uh, me and Connor playing uh, some Marvel, baby. And um, in a couple of weeks, I think we'll be playing some uh, Guilty Gear Exert Revelator 2. Probably got some more names in there as well. It's it, one of those anime fighters with loads of names. I was going to say, there it. are loads um, of words in there that I understand individually, but when you put them all together like that, I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't think Revelator is a real word. Exerd definitely isn't. Um, but yeah, it's it's a mad anime fighting game. Um, uh, so we'll be playing that on Fortnite Fisticuffs in a couple of weeks. Uh, I'm also going to try and get up a couple of reviews, uh, video reviews, because I've been playing a couple of games. I've been playing some Bus Simulator. It's really good. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, honestly, it's really good. Um, so, Ooh, Actually, I, I take it back. I have played one other game. I played Car Mechanic Simulator, but I'll talk about that another time. There you go. Exactly. Right. Um <laughs> So, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, head over to Twitter, at uh, LapsGamer. You can email us at LapsGamerRadio at gmail.com. You can head over to our website, uh, LapsGamer.com. Uh, none of us have written anything for a while. Everyone's really busy, and, you know, Andy's got a new baby and whatnot, mm-hmm. and I've been too lazy. So <laughs> I'll, I'll get something written up there soon. Um, but yeah, I've got some bits anyway. in the works that I'll, I'll send over as well. Nice. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Uh, thanks for thanks for coming along, Louis. That's all right. Um, you shall hear hopefully hear your voice on a few more episodes. Yeah, as well. for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Excellent. Um, yeah, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Catch you later. Ta-ra. Bye.